Chapter Sixty of the Wild Huntress. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Wild Huntress by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter Sixty a captive on a crucifix am i dead surely it was death or an oblivion that equaled it but no i live i am conscious that i live light is falling upon my eyes thought is returning to my soul am i upon earth or is it another world in which i awake it is a bright world with a sky of blue and a sun of gold but are they the sky and sun of the earth both may belong to a future world i can see no earth neither fields nor trees nor rocks nor water naught but the blue canopy and the golden orb where is the earth it should be under and around me but i cannot see it neither around nor beneath can i look only upward and forward only upon the sun and the sky what hinders me from turning is it that i sleep and dream is it the incubus of a horrid nightmare upon me am i like prometheus chained to a rock face upward no not thus i feel that i am standing erect as if nailed against a wall if i am not dreaming i am certainly in an upright attitude i feel my limbs beneath me while my arms appear to be stretched out to their full extent and held as in the grasp of some invisible hand my head too is fixed i can neither turn nor move it a cord traverses across my cheeks there is something between my teeth a piece of wood it appears to be it gags me and half stifles my breathing am i in human hands or are they fiends who are thus clutching me anon my senses grow stronger but wild fancies still mock me i am yet uncertain if it be life what are those dark objects passing before my eyes they are birds upon the wing large birds of sable plumage i know them they are vultures they are of the earth such could not exist in a region of spirits ah those sounds they are weird enough to be deemed unearthly wild enough to be mistaken for the voices of demons from far beneath they appear to rise as if from the bowels of the earth sinking and swelling in prolonged chorus i know and recognize the voices they are human i know the chaunted measure it is the death song of the indian the sounds are suggestive i am not dreaming i am not dead i am awake and on the earth 
memory comes to my aid by little and little i begin to realize my situation i remember the siege the smoke the confused conflict all that preceded it but nothing after i thought i had been killed but no i live i am a captive my comrades are they alive not likely better for them if they be not the consciousness of life need be no comfort to me in that wild chant there is breathing a keen spirit of vengeance oh that i had not survived to hear it too surely do i know what will follow that dirge of death it might as well be my own i am in pain my position pains me and the hot sun glaring upon my cheek my arms and limbs smart under the thongs that bind too tightly one crosses my throat and almost chokes me and the stick between my teeth renders breathing difficult there is a pain upon the crown of my head and my skull feels as if scalded oh heavens have they scalped me with the thought i endeavor to raise my hand in vain i cannot budge either hand or arm not a finger can i move and i am forced to remain in horrid doubt as to whether the hair be still upon my head with more than a probability that it is gone but how am i confined and where i am fast bound to something every joint in my body is fixed and immobile as if turned to stone i can feel thongs cutting sharply into my skin and my back and shoulders press against some supporting substance that seems as hard as rock i cannot tell what it is i cannot even see my own person neither breast nor body neither arms nor legs not an inch of myself the fastening over my face holds it upturned to the sky and my head feels firmly set as if the vertebral column of my neck had been ossified into a solid mass and where am i in this stringent attitude i am conscious that i am a captive and bound a captive to indians to arapahoes memory helps me to this knowledge and furthermore that i should be if i have not been carried elsewhere in the valley of the Huerfano, by the orphan butte ha why should i not be upon the butte on its summit i remember going down to the plain and there being stuck senseless to the earth for all that i might have been brought up again the savages may have borne me back to satisfy some whim they often act in such strange fashion with their vanquished victims i must be on some eminence since i cannot see the earth before me in all likelihood i am on the top of the mound this will account for my not having a view of the ground 
it will also explain the direction in which the voices are reaching me those who utter them are below upon the plain the death song ceases and sounds of other import are borne upward to my ears i hear shouts that appear to be signals words of command in the fierce guttural of the arapaho other sounds seem nearer i distinguish the voices of two men in conversation they are indian voices as i listen they grow more distinct the speakers are approaching me the voices reach me as if rising out of the ground beneath my feet they draw nigher and nigher they are close to where i stand so close that i can feel them breathing upon my body but still i see them not their heads are below the line of my vision i feel a hand knuckles pressing against my throat the cold blade of a knife is laid along my cheek its steel point glistens under my eyes i shudder with a horrid thought i mistake the purpose i hear the wheak that announces the cutting of a tight-drawn sword the thong slackens and drops off my cheeks my head is free but the piece of wood between my teeth it remains still gagging me firmly i cannot get rid of that i can now look below and around me i perceive the correctness of my conjecture i am on the butte upon its summit i am close to the edge of the platform and command a full view of the valley below a painted arapaho is standing on each side of me one is a common warrior with naught to distinguish him from his fellows the other is a chief even without the insignia of his rank the tall gaunt form and lupine visage are easily identified they are those of red hand the truculent chieftain of the arapahoes now for the first time do i perceive that i am naked from the waist upward there is not a rag upon me arms breast and body all bare this does not surprise me it is natural that the robbers should have stripped me that they should at least have taken my coat whose yellow buttons are bright gold in the eyes of the indian but i am now to learn that for another and very different purpose they have thus bereft me of my garments now also do i perceive the fashion in which i am confined i am erect upon my feet with arms stretched out to their full fathom my limbs are lashed to an upright post and with the same thong are my arms tied to a transverse beam i am bound upon a cross End of chapter sixty